Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Monkey Doo. Hello, everybody. Monkey down here in the Southeast U.S. enjoying good weather this weekend and hoping everybody has something nice to smoke on. Going to have a good old show today. Going to be a damn good show. Nice. Nice professional intro there. Uh, Marge is away, as she said last week. It's going to be Thanksgiving for all the people in Canada. So happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys in Canada. I hope you're all celebrating and having a lovely day. And I assume eating turkey and doing Thanksgiving kind of things, right, Monkey? I'm, I don't know. I don't know what Canadians do. I'm assuming they do what Americans do, and that is eat mm. way too much and then sleep all afternoon. That's pretty much that's like a Thanksgiving tradition, except oh, except here we also do football. So, you know, I don't know if they do football in Canada on Thanksgiving as well. Probably hockey. <laughs> could be, Ice man. Hockey. Ice hockey. <laughs> it could well be. We don't have. Well, I'm not going to say Americans don't have a lot of hockey teams, but when you're this far south where there isn't any ice, you don't have a whole lot of hockey teams this far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't tell you the last time I've seen a frozen lake. It just don't happen. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So happy Thanksgiving to all of those guys. Also, still no bubble hockey. He's still out earning a fat wedge. I assume. I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I think the drop bears got him. Maybe the emus. Who yeah. knows? You know, it's the, the antibiotics course is taking a little bit longer to get rid of that chlamydia from the koala. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you know, we we are missing him now. It's been a while. It's been like what four or five shows? It's been a while, it's, man. This is the fourth show, I believe. Gosh. Where's Bubble yeah. Talk? We're, we're gonna have to do a special stream when he comes back just to hear about all the stories that he's got to tell us about, you know, fighting off <laughs> rabid koalas. <laughs> you know, the dingoes, was, spiders. <laughs> thumbing through her Facebook yesterday and showed me a picture of somebody cuddling a, a koala. She said, Oh, isn't that so cute? I said, Not from what I understand, you don't really want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, drop bears and all that stuff. Yeah, just stay away from animals, man. They're playing a different game to us. <laughs> eh, well, yeah, well, you know, we are potential food to all of those. Be careful. Well, you just got to get to the top of the food chain. Maybe they're potential food for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Improper weed Viking said, "Man's dropped off the face. Seriously, not a peep in five weeks. I know, right? Yeah, it's really. a bit concerning, you know, because of you know the things that we do and the countries that we live in." It's concerning when people just disappear off the face of the earth like that. And well, I he know told we, us, he told him we, he, he told us he was going away. Yeah, but I'm we sure he said three, doing. four weeks. But. We just don't know exactly where he is, but we know what he's doing, yeah. and you know about when he might be back. Mm-hmm. So I hope, hope you're all good out there, Bubble Huck, wherever you are. But yes, just me and Monkey for this one today. Uh, everybody, uh, March is having a good time. Bubble Huck is out there having a good time. So <laughs> I don't know about having a good time, just but us. he's he's definitely out there. That's right, man. I mean, having no internet for this long, goddamn. Yeah. You, know, you see wonder... them post, you know, would you go away for a month for fifty thousand dollars to <laughs> no Wi-Fi and no internet? Like, I don't yeah, maybe. remember what he had going on in the tent either, because you know, uh, he's not there, and he's a cocoa grower, and that's a two day, two day, two time a day fertigation for him. So that's mm. a lot of work going on there. So either he had to shut it down, or his missus must be very well trained by now. I think he, I think he did say uh, he had to shut it down. I think he did mention that. Yeah. Yeah. I know my missus wouldn't do it, but she said she, she would probably say she would try, but she would be so afraid of making a mistake. But, you know, I hate to just speculate because, you know, I, I wander off over tangents. I will and just 
we'll come up with some long story about where bubble hawk is <laughs> well every week that he doesn't come back we're going to have a new story about what he's doing there you go we'll That's make right. it worse and worse by the time he comes back oh my gosh we have no idea what he's been up to yeah seeing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on one of them survival tv shows boy yeah. and bubble hawk that's probably the worst Australian accent you've ever heard, but you know, I, tr- I tried. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> well, I don't know what that was. It, it sounded a little bit like Russell Crowe, maybe Mal Gibson. I don't know. <laughs> Mal Gibson. Watching too much um, Mad Max. That's the problem. I tried watching Mad Max number three yesterday. I tried. I got about twenty minutes in. I and watched like, them all. I can't man. do it. I can't do it. Oh, God, I'm not that critical. You just gotta want to believe when you go into the movie. <laughs> you know. You know. If you don't want to believe, don't even turn it on. <laughs> Red Eye Goon is like that was an accent. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was an attempt at an accent. Okay, bro. It was an attempt. But I wouldn't dare say that was anything, really. But... <laughs> it's a mistake is what it was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would edit it out. I won't really. I might leave it in there. I'll see how I feel when I'm editing. Anyway, so this week we've got five news articles. Though there is only two of us, we still managed to get together some news articles, some fuckery ones, and as usual, you know, it's a, it's a fine balance. Uh, yeah, so very cool. I think we're ready for the news section by the sound of things. Unless you got something to bring up there, monkey. Nope, I'm good. I've got uh, nothing new. Sweet. Yeah, just happy Thanksgiving to the Canadian folk. And uh, we'll move on to the news. Let's do it. So here we are for this week's Cannabis News and Events. We have uh, five news stories to talk about. I'm just trying to look for one which we think is kind of happy. Uh, you uh, start off on a good note, you think, Monkey? Or should you just be driving with the fucking tragedy straight away? What the- <laughs> what well, do we do? I mean, <laughs> i got two. One of mine is sort of positive. The other one is kind of neutral. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I don't consider either mine to be negative this week. Right. I definitely have uh, three negatives. I think you need, you need to start with the with the first one you have up in in the show notes. You know, come on. You know, okay, yeah. okay, okay. We'll, we'll do that. That one. one caught my attention. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a, another piss take, another yes. piss take, because this is what we have to deal with constantly here in the UK. Now, as many of you are aware, the it is legal for you to be a medical patient in the UK. You know, you can possess cannabis for medicine in the UK legally, if you have that special government bribe ticket. But regardless of that, they're still issuing news articles like this. And I'll pop it up on screen so you can see it. And the headline to this article is, uh, suspect your neighbors are smoking or growing cannabis. Here are the steps you can take. And just some of the language used in this news article, it's like, it's so 1950s. It's fucking ridiculous, man. But I'll read some of the article and then go off on a rant. Okay, so I'll try and make my way through this with as few rants as possible. But it's it's just a stupid one. But, I don't uh, think you're going to make it through without a rant. I can't. I mean, I wanted to rant when I read the title on this. You know, it's, it's stupidness. Let's let, let's get through some of the article first, Matthew. Calm down. <laughs> it can be a very worrying time if you feel your neighbors are growing or even smoking cannabis inside their home. But what oh can you do, and how can you stop it? Oh my God! So, <laughs> we what begin. A, what, a, what a title to start with. I mean, damn. And this is from the, the Mirror as well, which is just about <laughs> a news publication in the UK. But anyway, <laughs> listen to this line here. Look, nightmare neighbors smoking cannabis inside their own homes 
is a common problem for communities across Britain. What the fuck is that? Nightmare neighbours. Jesus, it just starts off with such a terrible tone. Nightmare neighbours because of smoking cannabis. Anyway, do well, you know how bad it is when your neighbours smoke, pri- smoke privately in their own home? It's terrible for the neighbourhood, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, my how, God, what the hell? How, how dare, dare my neighbours be minding their own fucking business? <laughs> how dare they? <laughs> Fucking out. So this article continues here. The notoriously pungent stench <laughs> may be a sign <laughs> of a recreational user smoking the odd joint next door or the drug being grown in large quantities close by. <laughs> <laughs> and while you may not be bothered by what other people get up to in their own homes, there's no denying the smell can be off-putting. So what action can you take if you suspect the drug is being used near your home? The Derby Telegraph and Devon Live took a closer look at the law uh, surrounding cannabis. Now, I take problem with the article right there because I actually enjoy the smell. Yes. You know, it's one of those things when you you know what? I don't like the smell of fucking garden fires, but my neighbors have them. (laughs) You know, I don't like the smell of cigarettes, but my neighbor can sit outside and smoke cigarettes and stink out my house with cigarettes and nothing gets in. Yeah, you know, on. yeah, there's a lot of I don't like the smell of grass being cut. I do really because who doesn't? But just <laughs> yeah, but as an on. example, you know, it's uh-huh. you can't just say shit like this because you don't like the smell of something, right? It's fucking ridiculous. So this article continues. I read a little bit more of this. Uh there's an urban myth that you're allowed to smoke cannabis on private property, but it is completely untrue. A Derbyshire police spokeswoman said the possession of cannabis is an offence and will be dealt with by the police. It is a widespread issue across the country and we are focusing our resources to target those in uh, talking to target those connected with the cultivation and dealing of the drug to help crack down on the issue. We would encourage anyone who suspects drug activity in their community to contact us. Wow. <laughs> right. Uh, if I call the police, will my neighbours find out? Please say that your neighbours would not find out if they tipped them off. The spokeswoman said, we wouldn't say information has come from a neighbour as that narrows it down. We'd just say we received a call about X. She also said that officers on patrol sometimes use tip-offs to decide which area they'll patrol. Uh, If they were to smell the cannabis themselves, they might knock on the door and broach the subject that way. She advises the best way for people to remain anonymous is to call Crime Stoppers on blah, 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 blah. It's like, come on. <laughs> really? <laughs> come on. Now, just let, let's go back, right, where we discussed the, at the start of this, where we discussed briefly the legality of cannabis in the UK. And there are people out there who are legally in possession of medical cannabis mm-hmm. at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So th- this newspaper here is encouraging people to call the police, a, a service in the UK that is already stretched beyond even being capable of doing anything because of the budget cuts and, and mm-hmm. the, the people who have been fired, the less police that we've got now. So it's already a strained service and people will just want to make it even worse by being like, I smell cannabis. <laughs> I, I, there's an offensive smell in my area. Somebody please help me. So like, are you fucking taking the piss? Really? Well, I mean, come on, offensive smell. Do I'm supposed to call somebody when the neighbor breaks wind? What the hell? You know, <laughs> you know, and the thing is, what if this is for an example, some old lady who is legally using CBD cannabis mm. to help with their pains in her joints. And she's outside enjoying her medicine completely legally. 
And then she's getting a door thumped off by the old bill because there's a smell of cannabis. You know, she has to go through that, that having her neighbors and these old ladies, they tend to be proud people and having the police show up at your house and start thumping on your fucking door. Like Ethel, Ethel, are you in? You know, we smell <laughs> cannabis. Come on, Doris. It's like, come on, man. And then the whole area sees this happening. It's, it's just not right for them to be putting these kind of words across the, you know, people are going to read this and get ideas when they've got Sapphire Clinic fucking adverts up on YouTube. It's like, come on, man. And it's crazy the way the article brings it up. It's like, yeah, so the, so your neighbors are in their house minding their mm -hmm. own business, but you smell them minding their own business. So you should call us and let us know. Like, it's what the just, fuck? I'm sorry, but that's just crazy. Yeah, it's, it's stupidness, man. Uh, we have a little bit here so, because this article is just dashed with ads and videos all over the place. There's a uh, what will happen to my neighbors if I call the police about them? Uh, thanks for caring, neighbors. You know, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, the police spokesman said this could depend on a number of variables, including the amount of cannabis and whether someone has any previous convictions. We've got a news story later on as well about uh, parents being found with cannabis uh, in their car. But well, not even being found. We'll get to it. Don't worry. We'll discuss that. But it's a bit fucking shocking. It's just the stigma that we have to put up with as cannabis users in this country is a fucking joke, man. And it shouldn't be like this in 2023. Uh, how about if they are renting? What about telling my neighbor's landlord? Uh, unlike the police, if you tell your neighbor's landlord, there is no guarantee they won't give away your identity. A spokesman for the National Landlords Association said that if landlords suspect cannabis use, they should arrange for a visit to the property, provided they have been given the tenant advance warning. He said, if they see or smell what they believe to be evidence of cannabis use, they should remind and warn the tenants that such actions are in a violation of tenancy agreement. And yeah, again, th this could be their medicine. This could be their fucking medicine. Yep. And it could be legally obtained, government-grown medicine that you're sitting there and, and you're going to try and make their life miserable because they're doing something to, to, I mean, to make their life better. You know, so what if, the, how would it be if the landlord came along and saw Cocodamol on the kitchen table and being like, oh, hold on for a second, that's against the tenancy agreement. You can't use uh -huh. that medicine. Get out. Get the fuck out. Yeah. What's that oxycodone didn't on the table sitting there mm -hmm. doing, uh, oh, well, I have cancer. Doesn't make any difference. You got to go. Yeah, you got to go. We don't have That's that stupid. shit around here. You That's know? stupid. Yeah. It, it's unreal, this article. And there's still like more terrible language that they use for out just to try and make people who use cannabis as a medicine or even recreational seem like degenerates. It's shocking. Uh, we, we, where was I? Uh, one of the tenants in uh, if when they next visit the property, they see the same evidence that they may wish to resort to serving a section 21 or eviction notice. Mm -hmm. uh, I am the landlord. What can I do to stop cannabis being used on my property? Uh, Chris Norris of the National Lands Association said, while we recommend taking references of prospective tenants from former employers and landlords before offering tenancy, it can be necessary to make checks on your property after they have moved in. Uh, these should be carried out quarterly if there are any concerns, but make sure you give your tenant or tenant sufficient notice beforehand so as not to disrupt privacy. Lastly, getting to know the neighbors and local residents as they can help you alert or uh, alert you should they either see or smell what they suspect to be cannabis use on the property. So just more bullshit, man. More fucking. It is. It's the government trying to, to encourage you to be a bad neighbor. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, but yeah. Go talk to your neighbor first. If you're having a problem with the with the odor, go ask them. Maybe they'll do something for you there. Yeah. You know?
Maybe you can share a joint so you can chill the fuck out just a little bit. How does that sound? <laughs> Maybe they can Jesus. educate you a little bit and you'll understand that this is not destroying people's lives. This is their medicine. It's making their life better. And, and you know, you know. can understand as well, because I'm in that position with my neighbor where they smoke cigarettes and it comes into my house and it stinks. And I don't fucking like it. But, you know, this is just the way it is when you live close to people. It, mm-hmm. That's just the way it goes, man. And for them to be calling police on something like this, you just think it's a, it's a little bit petty. You know, it, it would be. I mean, it sounds like the police are again, they're scraping bottom here on what to do. So now they're telling people to turn against each other again. So that, that's really just rotten. It makes bad, makes for bad neighborhood relations. And, you know, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. It, it doesn't build a country. It, it definitely it's a deterrent to community. Stupid. Nobody man. likes people grassing them up or anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, by all means, <laughs> Talk to you. Talk to your neighbors before you call the cops on them. I don't care what it's all about. But try to and solve. It's just things. a stigma as well that that yeah. this adds to people. You know, all these uh these people who are anti cannabis, like very anti cannabis, they would uh think that they're in the right here for calling the old bill on their neighbor using medicine. It's well, crazy, man. It's, I'm just going to remind you that you know remind our listeners that uh, a lot of these people who are calling. Police have been conditioned by the authorities to think that this drug is going to turn the users into, you know, dangerous maniacs and, and such as this. Yeah. And the government's still trying to perpetuate this lie mm-hmm. uh, and make and make people do this, you know, do their own work. Turn your neighbors in. Come on, we need you to do this. This is so yeah. stupid. Now, let the Stupidness. police do their own work. Don't turn your neighbors in. That's right. Just mudge business, bro. Just mudge exactly. business. You know. And if I mean, uh, somebody mentioned in the chat there as well about how their neighbors grass them in. And of course, we just recommend to everybody just try and stay under the radar as much as possible. I know that, you know, you might be a legal user and shit, but people are haters, man. And if, if there's, they have any kind of ammunition to use against you sometimes, they're going to use it. So just bear that in mind, man. Just always follow the, the number one rule. You know, don't tell. Don't tell. That's, That's the best important. thing you can do. Stay mm-hmm. private. Stay very That's private. Right. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you, UK police, for uh, encouraging your neighbors to be such dicks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, so what we got next for the news article? Uh, uh, you're news. an AI fan. Let's jump on that one. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'm an AI fan. Did you hear that, AI? I am your friend. <laughs> Jackie always <laughs> always likes to use the latest and greatest in the chat GPT and, and the uh, the AI uh, illustration and stuff. So. This article was was a, a kind of a natural one I saw it. It says AI knows if you've recently smoked cannabis. Research says here's why they care. Hmm. An artificial intelligence model can detect if someone has recently used cannabis, according to scientists who say this could help assess if anyone, if uh, if someone is dangerously intoxicated and may lead may may need medical care. Experts concur at that urine, saliva, and hair strands can ascertain if someone has used cannabis, but it can take a long time to analyze because cannabis does not immediately show up in body fluids. What did scientists do to remedy this delay? AI to the rescue. Uh, Now, here's a name that I'm going to do my best. Sang Wan Bay at Stevens (laughs) Institute of Technology. (laughs) Okay, well, I just went basic with that one. San Juan Bay at Stevens Institute of Technology in New Jersey and her colleagues came up with a solution, or so it seems. They studied 33 adults who use cannabis at least twice a week and reported their use every day for up to 30 days. During that period, volunteers wore an activity tractor to collect information on their heart rate, step count, sleep quality. 
And uh, sensors on the participants' phones also provided information on their micro-movements, such as how they held their phone, moved their arms, to gauge the stability and coordination. Wrote the science, uh, what did they find? Data from some of these participants was used to train an AI to detect if someone consumed cannabis. The research tested the tra uh, research tested the trained AI on participants' data, taking into account false positives and negatives flagged by AI. And it was 85% accurate at detecting someone who had gotten moderately stoned on cannabis within the last five minutes. Wow. Okay. Five minutes is not a whole lot of a detection there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if you smoked a joint and maybe you hadn't got off the couch yet, it could detect you. But, you know, if probably by the time you got up and started walking around, this may not may not actually work. And 85 percent accuracy. How do you feel about that, Mackie? Uh, that's pretty high, to be fair. Accuracy? Yeah, but it's still not high enough for me, though. No, I mean, it's, if, if it's you're going to use it to actually if you're going to use it to actually uh, punish somebody for being impaired, I think the accuracy needs to be higher than 85. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because it's new technology. I think eventually it will be higher than this. It's just still learning, isn't it? But 85%, yeah. how, how many, how reliable are uh, the blowy tests? You know what it's I mean? true. Well, I mean, yeah, when we were starting with these AI uh, image generating things like that, you know how, mm -hmm. how crude they were in the beginning. They, they, they do get really fast. They get better really fast with the feedback and stuff like that. So just, just what concerns me here is the like the 85 percent yeah they've got like the, the old argument we always have when it comes to this is presence doesn't mean that some you know presence in the system does that not mean that somebody is impaired because of cannabis it's not the same thing you know well, i'm mean? encouraged yeah. i'm encouraged by their their metrics here is because they're using small body movements and different habits that you have and they're saying that they can detect uh that you smoke cannabis within five minutes well everybody knows that you, you uh well i'm not saying everybody knows but most people who consume cannabis know that there is that onset of the rush mm. and that i can see what that would it, it does slow you down a bit uh it kind of well it, it definitely affects you i can see where that is detectable but I'm, I'm encouraged that they're not saying that they can detect it 15 20 30 minutes out there because actually i know people who have can smoke cannabis and 15 minutes later you never know they ever touched it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, to me, to, to think that AI could detect it that far out, is a bad thing. But this could actually have some promise. Let's keep going on. What it means with AI tracking and interpreting data from active trackers and sensors, medical professionals say they can look at all the stored data and detect when unusual activity started and could suggest when someone became intoxicated. It's about preventing harm from happening and keeping people safe, said Tommy Chung, one of the Rutgers no, no, universities. No, no that, that can't be, it can't be true. What? Tammy Chung. Tammy is this, Chung. Is this what Tommy does on the weekend now, is it? What, what does he mean? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, that, that's the uh, the female uh, persona of Tommy Chung. It's Tammy it's Chung. From the evil universe. She's got a mustache yeah. and everything. <laughs> oh, man. It's the bizarro Tommy. Yeah. Tammy Chung versus Tommy Chong. There you go. <laughs> you know, Tammy Chung. Jesus. Sorry, everybody. Tangent. Tangent. Yeah, so what they're actually talking about here, it sounds like, is they're actually going to put an app on your phone if they can actually pull up the data. And, and according to what they're thinking is they could actually see the window that you consumed and where, where you were dangerous and maybe use that data to, to find out if you're inebriated or not. Uh, but say, we're not there yet. It says, Joseph Wu at Stanford University and Mark Chandy at Western University in Canada concur that AI 
requires testing in large groups of people. Researchers also did not report on how much THC the participants consumed or how, uh, or how they consumed it, smoked or oral ingestion, said Chandy, noting that each method can be affect a person's degree of cannabis intoxication. Chung, according to the outlet, said the accuracy of AI depends upon how the participants self-reported their cannabis use. If they're not reliably reporting on that, that could be a problem for the AI model. She said that the drug affects the question, questionnaires which ask the people to report how they feel after taking the substance, which could be more quantitative way of assessing the cannabis intoxication. So yeah, they're trying to build a model here, but they have to base it upon what users are telling them. So maybe only honest feedback is actually gonna help us here. You know, if you can't say, oh, I don't feel a thing, if you feel it, you got to be honest with them. But I actually, hey, I, I will like, figure out eventually. I like the idea. I don't. I'm really. I'm not loving the idea of having a having a, an app on my phone that that the cops could act, you know access and say, oh well, he we think he he uh consumed between these hours here and here. That that doesn't excite me at all. I don't like no. you know, I like the I don't like my privacy invaded like that. But mm. the idea that they're actually looking for a an active way to test intoxication and not just presence of residual, that that's encouraging to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely, I mean, we need that. We definitely need that because too many people are getting getting done up just for you know oh you smoked a joint three weeks ago and now you failed the test mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and losing well, their license and shit and that could force them to lose their job and then lose their homes you know shit adds up man. It's yep. scary out there. It is. I mean, it's a, a simple, uh, innocent little thing like smoking a joint on a weekend and he ends up, you know, you lose your job, lose your license, you know, ends up all kind of trouble down the line there. So this, this mm. is a possible, possible breakthrough here that we might be looking at down the line. Anything that AI can do. I mean, come on now, you know, mm-hmm. I know you, I know you love it, Mackie. I know you love that AI stuff. Yeah. AI is, uh, we, d- we don't even comprehend what the world is going to be like in like 50 years time because of ai it's going to be crazy man yeah. <laughs> it is it it's, is it, hope- it's just amazing yeah and this is just the beginning for this kind of thing they'll they'll stop using breathalyzers and just use the ai shit eventually and then they'll be able to just watch you through a camera as you're driving and be able to detect if anybody's uh <laughs> you know intoxicated and shit whether that's a good thing or not is is uh up for debate you know because that's just an invasion of privacy massively yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, all in the guise of keeping us safe, you know. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, the guise of keeping us safe. We give away a lot of freedoms for those guys. Mm-hmm. It's there, you know, mm-hmm. just nobody likes. I, personally, I don't like the idea. Of, oh yeah, this is good for everybody. When that happens, you you're giving away something. It's it's uh it's something that I was thinking about the other day. Actually, is this whole you know you want your privacy, and I thought, how would people's relationship with the police and the authorities be different? if drugs weren't illegal the way that they are because that's really the biggest thing that people hide from the authorities you know the majority of people who use drugs and you know illegally then you need to hide that from the authorities so at the same time you want to hide all of your actions from the authorities because you don't want them leading back to any drug use and shit like that but if, if it was the case where it was all allowed would people be more you know free with their information like i've got nothing to hide because realistically, the majority of laws have been made that everybody can just agree with it. Like, you know, don't stab people. Well, we can all agree that that's a good way to go. But, you know, don't smoke that green herb. It's uh, it's a little bit different, isn't it? So I don't know. But you think about it, though, Mackie, because 
we've, we've talked to many people in places that have gone legal and they still talk about how the cannabis still has a stigma for a certain segment mm-hmm. of the population. People mm-hmm. still try and hide it, you know, like the high ladies, their origin stories, like, you know, one of them got a job at a dispensary and just didn't want to really announce it to the world. But when she did it, got a lot of support. People still have a whole lot of stigma about the cannabis thing these days, you know, mm-hmm. do I really want people to know that I still, that I use it? Yeah. Personally, I don't have that stigma. I'm ready to tell people, hey, I'm a regular cannabis user, but there's a lot of people out there that are afraid of it still. Yeah, man. So like, like I said the other day on one of the other interviews, knows that uh, that old saying, those that mind don't matter and those that matter don't mind. But that, that old saying, I can't, I'll never say yeah. it correctly. But, yeah. you know, it's like it if anybody judges you for being don't. a, yeah, if anybody judges you for being a cannabis user, fuck them. Yeah, yeah. Fuck them. They're exactly. just ignorant people. You don't need ignorant people in your life, no? No, we don't. We don't, we don't need to be turning in our neighbors, and hopefully they'll have some better ways to, to find out if somebody's over over the limit. So, yeah, it's all good stuff. Damn, yeah. So let's see what else AI can do for us in the future. It's going to be very interesting <laughs> to see what happens. AI um, cops, they're giving his ticket for cannabis next. Watch. You know, and this, this kind of relates to this next story from the UK, which is a bit of a tragic one, really. Because, you know, there, there was a fatality in this news article, which is a bit shit. Uh, I'll read it out as we go. Scott's truck driver, so a truck driver from Scotland, high on cannabis who killed hero nurse cycling to work jailed. A cannabis smoker, Douglas Toshak, was behind the wheel of a Mercedes flat truck when he hit James Harrison on in Edinburgh on June, 5th, uh, June 25th, 2020. This is three years ago, man. It's crazy. But uh, obviously, this guy was driving. I'll read a little bit of the article here. A drug driver who killed a hero nurse cycling towards his work in a hospital intensive care unit during the <clears throat> has been jailed for two years. A judge rejected a plea to spare cannabis smoker Douglas Toshock a prison sentence following the fatal collision that claimed the life of James Harrison. Uh, Lord Sanderson said that a victim impact statement provided by Mr. Harrison's widow was truly heartbreaking. Of course it would be, you know, it's a bit mm-hmm. shit. Uh, the judge said it reflected the devastation caused to two young children who will never see their father again. This is terrible shit, man. You know, it's, it's, it's never shit you want to be reading about. Is you know, family members lost, you know, their dad, their husband. It's terrible news, man. Uh, he told the 51-year-old truck driver the cause of Mr. Harrison's death was first and foremost your carelessness. But during the sentence hearing at the High Court in Edinburgh on Thursday, Lord Sanderson pointed out that Toshock was driving when two when two and a half times over the legal limit. Okay, Lord what Sanderson still- pointed out that Toshock was driving when two and a half times. There's a typo in the article, isn't it? Just the sentence starts string together properly. Toshak yeah. was driving when two and a half times over the legal limits for cannabis. I didn't know that there was such a thing as a legal limit for cannabis. That's what caught my attention. It's right. like there's I mean, a legal limit for cannabis here? What yeah, is that? I was under the impression it was any. That's what you I know, was. Yeah, you know, the limit is zero and anything over zero, you, you're in trouble. That's what I was. I mean, this is what they would keep telling us. Mm-hmm. It goes on to say, uh, Toshak admitted that he smoked the drug the night before the collision and said he'd been using cannabis for 30 years. So, you know, this is probably uh, an everyday smoker kind of guy, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's terrible what he's done. He's gone and, you know, he's ended somebody's life by his careless driving. But he, I'm just skeptical to think, was cannabis just 
part of the situation or the cause of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's a difficult one, man. I'm sure if he's been a cannabis user for a long time, then he probably wasn't stoned out of his mind, right? If, because people, shit like this happens to people who haven't smoked as well. You know what I mean? Is yeah, like, was cannabis really the cause? I'm trying to think real, you know, objectively here, thinking, okay, I've never woken up the day after smoking cannabis in an evening and the next morning being high still. It's never happened to me. Mm -hmm. You would have to smoke a shit ton to still be high the next day. Yeah. They said uh, the first offender of Kelty Fife has denied causing the death of Mr. Harrison by dangerous driving in Edinburgh on June 25th, 2020, uh, during the trial. A jury convicted him of the lesser offence of causing death by careless driving and driving while over the legal limit for cannabis, uh, which is all very strange, man. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know any more of the details of the case, but it just—it's just you know when you take somebody's life, man. It's—it's it's, what, what kind of sentencing do you need to give out? It's one of those big ones, isn't it? This is why we have courts and judges and juries to figure all this shit out. Because it's complex. Uh, Toshak failed to pay attention at a junction on A772 Gilmanton Road and failed to see the 36-year-old father of two who was cycling to work yeah, at Edinburgh Royal Infirmary. Mr. Harrison was in the opposite lane when he heard, uh, heard to shout, whoa, 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 before the Mercedes flat truck driven by Toshak uh, struck him during a manoeuvre. Uh, Toshak's vehicle drove over him and he died later at the workplace. Defence solicitor advocate Ewan Gosney said that what was occurred that day was absolutely tragic, which can be agreed for sure. You know, it is absolutely tragic, man. Somebody's lost their life here. Mm -hmm. but, and it was, uh, you know, you have to drive very safely, man. But shit happens sometimes. and But still, that doesn't make it any less tragic. But what I'm saying is, was cannabis the cause? Or is just using this as part of this as an excuse? Um... Because... You know you, what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm reading the article, sitting there looking at it, going like, well, they're blaming cannabis, but it, there were hours and hours between his use and the actual incident mm -hmm. here. So mm -hmm. a lot of hours. Yeah. I don't know. What this do you think in the again? chat, everybody? You know, when you, what do you think about this one? Yeah, is this a case again of, of the authorities trying to, to find a culprit that doesn't exist? You know, mm. let's point the finger at, at Mr. Cannabis over here. Even though just, it's just trying to fan the flames, isn't it? Fan the flames of the stigma. Make sure that the stigma stays alive, you know? Completely horrible what happened, but it doesn't mm. sound like this guy was like out of control and ran over the guy. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, one. it sounds like during a, it says what, during a maneuver, he was struck and, and the vehicle run over him. So it uh, sounds like he was trying to park or turn or do something and this happened. Mm. Uh, it's not excusable by any means. What happened yeah, is horrible. Right. Yeah, but yeah. is it because of cannabis? Interesting. Yeah. You know, if it was, he was smoking in the van at the time, it's a different story. Isn't it? But this guy is smoked the night before. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's just, it's now, one if, of those now, if he was eating Bubble Hawks gummies the night before, I could understand that. But, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. those are only available in limited quantities in, in one special place on earth. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, condolences to the man's family and shit because it is tragic news. It is horrible. And, you know, this man needs to be prosecuted for his crimes, man, and what he has done. For sure. mm -hmm. We don't know the whole situation, but I'm just skeptical think, to think that cannabis played a part in this. You know, it's just one of those. I think they're just using it to fan the flames of stigma, as they do. Yeah, they uh, do that quite a bit. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, did, yeah, uh, yeah. did he have so, uh I was gonna ask maybe maybe did he have a pint when it with his cannabis the night before? Maybe they should blame me on that pint mm-hmm. too. Yeah, did you check check for alcohol as well, did you? You know exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and Lee Davison is, is uh, Lee Davis in the chat said uh, I've smoked for over 20 years, but I quit for for six months. And when I smoked last week, one puff and I was gone, bro. Yeah. I know that story very well. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I had a, I had one joint last me fucking five days last week, bro. <laughs> you finally finished it. Oh yeah. Finished it. Yeah. But like five <laughs> days after, you know, and happens, I used man. to, I used to smoke a cube before midday, you know, and that's when I got up at 10 o'clock. <laughs> you know, I used to smoke a fuckload of weed, man, easily and just, you know, go through life all normal and shit. But now you know, I smoke very rarely. And when I do it, just a couple of drags just hits me so fucking hard, man. It's like, damn. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I use a lot less than I used to, for sure. And that's the way to be. That's the way it's good for me. I like it like this. But, you know, each to their own, man. Each to their own. Yeah, but even yeah. even though you're if your sensitivity is high, even if you get good and good and ripped the night before and you go to bed, wake up in the morning, you're not high anymore, are you? No, no. It, guy, after a few hours, I'm not high anymore. Yeah, yeah well, I'm just you know, going back to this article. The guy said he smoked the night before and then this happened the next day. So I'm just not thinking it's the cannabis, even if you had a low tolerance. Yeah. Uh... Just having a look here in the chat and Chilbert says there is a the legal limit is not on par with other substances. Uh, one alcoholic drink causes far more impairment. Yeah, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. What are we saying here? Somebody did say something. Yeah, uh, there it is. It was outlawed pagan. Two micrograms per liter of blood. Yeah, well, you know whatever that means, man. Fucking, hell. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? The way they do these tests, but nobody should be driving impaired, man. Just always bear that in mind, everybody. You know, it is cannabis and you do get impaired sometimes. You do get extra stoned just the way you could be too tired to drive. We've had too much to drink. You had an argument with the other half. You know, lots of things can impair your driving, man. Just always drive safely. and Use, yeah, your, use your common sense. man. Don't, don't be a fool. You know, you know if you're driving safely or not. You don't ever put yourself in a position where you can cause damage to other people and their property. Because that's not what you want to do. So just be careful out there, man. Drive safe all the time. But, you know, don't, don't take your eyes off the road, you know? Just be safe. But anyway, yes, what's the next articles that we've got? Well, uh, let's, let's got talk one about there, okay. good news here with, with the U.S. Uh, military. So uh, I consider it good news. It's not like, yeah, but it's a break. It's a break for, for smokers. Sweet. So Air Force's uh, marijuana waiver program proves more popular among applicants than expected. Interesting. The, the Air Force anticipated only 50 cases annually, annu, annually ugh, tied, when it announced a new pilot program last year that would allow some applicants who drug test positive for, with THC, an active compound in cannabis, to, a chance to retest and possibly re-enlist. Uh, but the Air Force recruiting services told military.com on Tuesday, within the first year of the program, the service encountered triple that number, granting 165 waivers after, after candidates retested and were shown to be free of THC. That news comes as the Air Force attempts to remove barriers to service after missing its active duty enlisted recruiting goals for the past fiscal year, which ended Sunday by roughly 11%. It's the first time since 1999 the service hadn't reached its projected numbers. General Christopher Amrine of the U.S. Air Force Recruiting Services commander 
said during a media roundtable at the Air Force and Space Force Association's conference at National Harbor, Maryland last month, that the recruiting station could have been a lot worse if it wouldn't have been for the policy changes, such as the THC waiver they had put in place prior to the end of the fiscal year. So this is actually good news for the military here, because they're actually saying, you know, it used to be that if you ever use cannabis, if you ever admitted using cannabis in any way, if you ever tested positive, you were out. You weren't going to ever make it in, in, in the services. It was, it was bad news. So now, mm -hmm. at least now, these uh, people who test negative, if they really want to be in the Air Force, they can get themselves clean, come back, and serve. I'm sure that they'll be tested periodically when they're in, in, in the forces, if they've ever tested uh, positively before. But at least it's, this is a second chance for them. So I think this is a good thing. Uh, let's make no mistake, drug uses have absolutely no place in our air and space forces, Amrine uh, uh, told reporters, but allowing a second test in the recruiting process is the right thing to do. For fiscal year 23, this policy change allowed us to bring in approximately 165 additional high qualifying airmen. This is, I mean, you got to consider that, Mackie, we talked about it before, that, that over 50% over of the U.S. population has access to this material. And even we've seen, we've seen it through truckers that sometimes some of these CBD products can even make you test positive for THC. Mm -hmm. So this is actually a good thing that doesn't so ruin what, people's lives instantly. So what is going on here then? Is, is this people who want to join the Air Force and they show up to sign up and then they do a drug test and fail it, but they're going to be like, it's okay, you can come in anyway, we'll test you again in 28 days and see if you can do it now. They get turned away, but they have to wait 90 days, and in 90 days they can come back and test again. Right. And if they pass right. the drug test and everything else, they are allowed to go into the Air Force. They right. only get that one chance to re get retested, but that, you know, they have to show that they want to get clean, get themselves cleaned up, come back, they can test and get back in. But I mean, I like mm -hmm. the idea that it's, it used to be if you've ever used it, you've ruined your life and you'll, you'll never be allowed to do anything ever again. Well, now right. that they're saying that, okay, this, this, this material has become part of our society, part of our, our normal activity here. So th they're basically saying, we don't do it in the military, but if you've done it on the outside, get yourself clean, follow our rules on the inside, and you'll be fine. So I right. like that. Yeah, that is good news, yeah. Marijuana, yeah, this is uh, cannabis, although becoming less taboo and legalized on a state-by-state basis, remembered, uh, remains outlawed on a federal level as a Schedule One drug. While the military has a zero tolerance for other Schedule One drugs, such as ecstasy, heroin, methamphetamines, recruits in other service branches have received waivers for cannabis as, as it has grown in popularity. The Air Force's pilot program announced in uh, September 2022 began outpa uh, outpacing results from the start. When initially expecting 50 cases by year, by December, just three months into the program, the service already had 43 people. The Air Force Recruiting Services spokesman, Chrissy Patia. <laughs> Katuti. Katuti. Katuta. Kutita. Yeah, shit. Okay. We're so yeah. bad at this names thing. Fuck, where's Marge? Shit. Well, the thing about it is, that's <laughs> our thing. We're just horrible at names, man, and I'll admit it. You know, okay, we can pronounce anyway, them all nice and easy, really. It's just we'll part just of say, the show for us to Chrissy, fuck them up. <laughs> Chrissy told military.com in an email at the time, that the initial spike in numbers could mean that more state, as more states allow, adopt a leniency toward cannabis and THC derivatives, we anticipate a continued increase in waiver requests. You know, and that's sense. a strange sentence, that is. Uh, Chrissy Katuti. Uh, 
told military.com in an email. So what, you just sent her like a message through their contact page? What did you, (laughs) were they listening? Or did you just type it through their website? Anyway, sorry. No, but I mean, it makes makes sense. As more, as this stuff becomes more and more mainstream in society, you can pretty much expect it to show up more and more. So Mm. I mean, it's almost, almost like a government agency in this case is actually starting to think past, past the, uh, the end of their nose a little bit, you know? Yeah, uh, the majority of states have legalized cannabis for medical use, recreational use, or both. Only 10 states currently do not have cannabis use of any form. Indiana, Wisconsin, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, Idaho, Wyoming, Nebraska, Kansas, and Texas, according to Marijuana Biz Daily, a trade so, population that follows the industry. Now, I thought that some of these had some form of medical Yeah, like program. Wisconsin, right? That's That's like way north. I thought all the northern states were done now. No, Wisconsin's the holdout. You know, now that Minnesota came on, Wisconsin is now surrounded by legal states, so it's expected to fall sometime soon. Right. We don't know. Yeah. Usually when a state becomes surrounded, they get, they get so much out-of-state traffic coming in that eventually it's like, well, you might as well just sell it yourself instead of letting mm-hmm. people go out of state just to buy it all the time. And it happens. Um, so this says, prior to the pilot program, Air Force and Space Force applicants were barred from joining the service if they test, ever tested positive for THC in their initial test. Under wow. the new program, which was inspired by previous efforts in the Army and Navy, prospective applicants are given the opportunity to retest 90 days if given a waiver. So you have to ask for the waiver. It's not automatic. All right. Yeah, okay. Uh, Say uh, to be considered for the waiver, applicants uh, have have a, have to score well on the armed forces qualification test, have graduated high school, and have not had any other potential barriers to joining the services like a medical or past uh, legal issue, according to the Air Force. Uh, notably, more than fifty percent of all new recruits come from states where marijuana is now legal, at least for medicinal use, according to a twenty twenty one study of the Rand Group. That study, which examined the Army specifically, found little difference in the performance of recruits who enlisted with marijuana waivers. Listen to that: no difference, very little difference between recruits without cannabis and ones that tested positive and got clean. No difference. Wow. Yeah, what a surprise! Really, I think we've Wasn't been expecting this. <laughs> we've been saying it for years. People have been dealing with the stoners all the time. They don't know who we are. We're not stoned when they're around, we're around them. We're normal people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As, as normal as you can be. Yeah, yeah. That's what you can do, really. Just try your best. Yeah. So but yeah, it's a... yeah. The waiver program arrived uh, at the military service have struggled to find Americans who are fit enough, healthy enough, and sober enough to enter their ranks. Boy, that, that, mm. this is a lot about Americans, right there. Fit enough, healthy enough, and sober enough. <laughs> yeah. I love it. But I think it's the same in the UK. It, yeah. I wouldn't say it's just an American problem. I think people... it's a it's positive though that they're actually going to start treating soldiers a little bit more like people. Yeah, like humans, yeah, you know, is is that good to some extent? You know, <laughs> you, <laughs> know. how they do you are. want your shoulders to be? They need to be the shoulders. How do you want your soldiers to be? You know, they need to be a, a piece of the machinery that is the defense system of the country. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't mind if they were high, though. You know, <laughs> if they're in their off time, why can't they just smoke some fucking weed? If they're allowed to drink, yeah, you know, when they uh, when they're in the army, say if it's it's the night off. They can go down yeah. to the uh, the canteen and, and drink, right? To the bar, to the naffy. Yeah. Yes. Here in the UK. 
As a matter of fact, there are some states, is the drinking laws in, uh, in, in the United States, uh, drinking age is 21. But if you're active duty military, uh, in some states, you get a waiver down to 18 if you can show them that you're active duty. Right. So, I mean, I have yeah. no problem with that. You're asking this person to put his life on his or her life on the line to defend this country. My God, if they want a beer, let them have it. You know, same yeah, thing with a sure. joint. If they want a joint, let them have it. That's right, man. But we have one more story here that we'll get to. It's, I think this is from, from the UK. Yeah, Team GB Athletic. So check this one out. I'll put it on the screen for a second so you can all see. It's UK. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for, yeah, from the independent.co.uk. Officer incorrect when said cannabis smell was coming from athlete's car. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. He's he's he was incorrect. What's that word? Wrong. 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 We also <laughs> known as full of shit. There you yes. go. I Officer like incorrect when said <laughs> little quote marks as well, because you know it couldn't actually be incorrect. It's like officer so-called incorrect when he said <laughs> cannabis smell was from athlete's car. That's ridiculous, man. Ricardo Dos Santos and his partner, Team GB athlete Bianca Williams, believed they were racially profiled. And it is possible. It is possible. Mm -hmm. uh, let me start from here. A police officers had a police officer has admitted. He was incorrect <laughs> when when he said a smell of cannabis was coming from the car of two top athletes. A misconduct hearing was told. So, you know, shit happened. And they were like, <laughs> I'm suing you, cop out. And, you know, this is the court case after it. PC Sam Franks ran out of the police van and around to the driver's side of the Mercedes that sprint out Ricardo, Dio, uh, Ricardo Dos Santos and his partner and team GB athlete. Bianca Williams were inside on the July, July 4th, 2020. So again, it's a, like 2020 article here. There, three year backlog or something. Uh, PC Franks had his baton in his hand in the body worn video and was shouting, get out of the car. He said he could see Mr. Dos Santos with his phone up to the window as he was filming. Uh, he searched Mr. Dos Santos once he, he was out of the car and was heard on body wall camera footage say, I can also smell cannabis coming from the car, uh, which was played to the misconduct hearing in the southeast of London, where five metropolitan police officers could be sacked if gross misconduct is proven. Mr. Dos Santos and Miss Williams, both international athletes, believe they were racially profiled during a disturbing encounter with five metropolitan metropolitan police officers who followed them as they drove their West London as they drove to their West London home from training with their then three month old boy in the back seat of their Mercedes. So how fucked up is that for a start? You know they. Oh, what happened beforehand? Because you know, why? Why has the couple got out of the van and ran round to the driver's side and then you know get out of the fucking car? Why has that happened in the first place? Yeah, you know, and and then he could smell cannabis after that. You know, what made the couple do this in the first place, man? But this is tragic for them to be dragged out of the car in front of their baby. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's stupid. I've always hated this. Did I do I smell cannabis in the car? Get out! I'm searching everything. Attitude. I mm -hmm, hate that. Mm -hmm. I mean, because, oh, I was now all this cop has to do is in court say, well, maybe I was mistaken. And there's nothing wrong. He's going to get off just by saying, well, maybe I was mistaken. Mm -hmm. Dude, he needs to he needs to be sued for this. Yeah, him and four other officers as well. Look at things. Mm -hmm. 
We have uh, the couple were handcuffed and searched on suspicion of having drugs and weapons after they were pulled over outside their property, but nothing was found. Mr. Dos Santos could be heard in the footage replying, what do you mean I could smell cannabis? Do you know who I am? Now, hold on for a second. There's some words that you shouldn't string together when you're around people of authority because they'll be like, do you know who I am? Is that? Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I know who you think you are, bro. But right now, you are <laughs> my bitch. That's exactly. what they are thinking. So right. they'll be even more likely to be a dickhead to you if you say something like that. So. Mm -hmm. you, you know what you should do? You know what you should do? You should shut the fuck up. That's what you should do. Sorry, officer, I don't answer questions. You know what I'm saying? That's mm -hmm. how you got to roll. Uh, PC Franks on Tuesday admitted he was incorrect. Again, the quotation marks around the word incorrect. Uh, when he said on the footage he could smell cannabis coming from the car. Uh, let me scroll. Yeah, he let's change that word incorrect and say lied. No, yeah. no he was wrong. He was wrong. He, he, oh, maybe he, he did lie. He did lie. Oh, God, come on. I hate right. that statement, Maggie. I'm just all mm -hmm. argue and argue on this one. It's like, I think I smell cannabis. Oh, I hate that statement with cops. Yeah. I've been in with cars when that's been said before. You know, smell cannabis, cannabis in the car. Do you see the baby in the back? You see the three-month-old baby in the back uh -huh. of the car? What kind of people are going to... Driving in a nice Mercedes, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you think they're smoking a fucking joint in the car? Come on. Uh, it's, a, it's a bit of an ignorant one, you know? Uh, he added, I'd only been by the car for a matter of seconds when Mr. Dos Santos opened the door, stepped out, pulled away from me, and we're in a struggle. Uh, I wasn't initially aware where the odor was coming from. See, there could be a car just driving past, you know. Uh, asked if in the past he has searched someone and he did not initially smell cannabis, but asked if, uh, sorry, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, asked if in the past he searched, uh, it's probably when asked if, when asked in the past he has searched. Sorry, Mikey, can you, can you read that paragraph? Do you know where I am? Can you see where I am? Does yeah, that make I, sense? Oh, you? yeah. Asked if in the past he had searched someone and did not initially smell cannabis, but there was a smell later. PC Frank said, yes. Right. He said, what unusual, what usually happens is there is disturbance where it, where it is. And that's in the, uh, <laughs> it's in the underwear or a smell fruit bag. And it dislodges smells and starts emitting, emanating. Right. So he's yeah. talking about, yeah, he smells it because people are in, it's, oh my God, I'm sorry. You know, it, it just should have said, this is Sorry, not 1980. We don't carry weed in our underwear anymore, man. Jorge Cervantes does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I knew you were going there. But still. But, yeah, just the start of this I paragraph agree. should have when, right? When asked if in the past he had searched. Yes. You know, goddamn. Who's writing this? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's one of them things, man. It's like, what, what's this guy just talking about? I think he's just clutching at straws now. You know yeah, what I mean? He's basically saying there was a, since there was a tussle mm -hmm. that, that dislodged the smell of cannabis on this person. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I don't know about this. During Krusk examination by Karen Mon, Monaghan, KC, uh, for the Independence uh, Police Complaints Commission, maybe that is IOPC. She suggested PC Franks was lying when he said the smell of cannabis was coming from the car, suggested he changed your mind about it when your colleagues say they could smell it on his person. He replied, no. Acting PS Rachel Simpson asked PC Franks if he wanted to take Mr. Dos Santos 
onto the van to ferret around in his groin. <laughs> Miss, <laughs> Miss Monaghan told the hearing that she said it was uh, offensive and undermines his dignity. You know what I mean? Especially for free. You know, exactly. Come here. I'm going to feel around in there for a little while. You know what I mean? about, just give, give me a minute or two. I'll be fine. Oh, God, uh, Jesus, man, uh, what the hell? During the incident, Mr. Dos Santos can be heard on the footage saying the officers were following me for no reason and calling them racist. He also said, you saw black and it's all you saw. You saw a black guy in the car. Oh, let's go get him. That's why I turned down the road. Uh, asked if he was Asked if it was a true statement, his actions towards Mr. Dos Santos were drawn whole or in part by his race. PC Franks replied, no, not at all. Of course, he's going to say that. He's not going to sit there and be like, well, yeah, a little bit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> of course, Come I on. always do that. You know? God damn. <laughs> and when asked if Mr. Dos Santos' race or ethnicity played in a, any factor in his decision, he said, no, not at all. Uh, PC, <laughs> it's just ridiculous, man. PC Frank said he never saw the driver before the Mercedes came to a stop at a junction when he opened the door of the police van with a safety hammer in his hand before the Mercedes turned left and the van carried on behind it. He said, my recollection is looking through the glass of the police carrier. The driver of the Mercedes leaned forward, looked at our carrier and has done a full left lock on the steering wheel as he's driven away. I could see that he was a black male at that point. PC Frank said he had known he had not known the driver's race before that point. But blah 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 blah. So, was this racial profiling? Fuck knows, man. Should it still be happening? Definitely not. You know, it's we, we still don't know why they were pulled over in the first place, right? That hasn't been mentioned at all in this article. No, that's what I'm asking. What was what was the mm -hmm. catalyst for this officer pulling him over? He had to have a reason because he said he didn't smell cannabis until he got next to him, right? I think did I smell he... it now. So why did you pull him over? Yeah. Uh, he says they asked what his belief was. PC Franks replied, at the time, I believed he would probably heard and probably would have been aware we wanted to stop his vehicle. The blue lights were activated. He looked towards us and seen our overt TSG van. Again, though, it, it, it doesn't say why. It's like, okay, you at this point, you've got your lights on. Why did you put your lights on? Why did you feel it necessary to pull this guy over? You know what I mean? If he hasn't broken any traffic rules, the vehicle's not having any infractions, there's not an emergency taking place. Yeah, I'm with you. Why? Yeah. What was the reason for the stop? Why? You know I mean, it can't be. There was somebody walking across the zebra crossing, or it's pedestrian crossing. I don't know what you call it in the States. You know, there's somebody walking across and this guy completely ignored it, drove past them and nearly ran the person over. So we pulled him over. Upon pulling him over, we thought we could smell cannabis in the car. You know what I mean? It's like there's a whole section missing at the start here. What happened? Yeah, you know? You just, mm -hmm. hmm. I don't know. It's a very strange article. I'd like to get all of the information on this, not just a little bit about it, you know? Yeah. But... It's just ridiculous. I found, I found what was disturbing about this article is pulling the parents out of the car and treating them in, uh, you know, in, in the way that they're being treated in front of their young baby, man. That's just some fucked up shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and what gets me most in this article is yet, I mean, you read through the entire article and he did this. This officer still didn't say, this is the reason I initiated the stop. He has yet to say that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what I want to hear. You know, yeah, why did exactly. you stop in the first place? So, yeah, very interesting articles, man. Very interesting. There's quite a bit going on. 
this day. What, what does everybody think in the chat? Come up with a little story of why this guy got pulled over in the first place. You know, <laughs> why do you think he was pulled over in the first place? <laughs> well, you know, they're both athletes as well, him and his wife. It's, Maybe one of them was on the opposing team and the officer didn't like that team or something. Or, yeah, uh, fuck knows. Fuck knows. <laughs> no telling. It's just crazy, isn't it? It is. But I'd like to know more about the story. Of course. But, uh, you know, just it sounds like these guys are, are well off as well. And I, just, I just assume that because they're athletes in, in GB team and shit. So, you know, surely they'll be driving around in a nice car. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. Would you just think that they were smoking weed? I would just would like to know why they were pulled over in the first place. Then that just wasn't put out there across in the article at all, was it? Unless I missed it. I just, nope. uh, I don't get it, man. Don't get it. Strange one. But uh, what else do we have? We've got some forum news we should cover before we uh, move on to the, the smoke break. Uh, what forum news did we have? Yeah, Hashimoto. Uh, last week, Hashimoto, as you all saw on the live stream, he won the, the HLG Blackbird. You all saw that. And uh, when he looked at the light, he decided that he's already got a good LED light and he only uses it for a couple of months a year. So he asked for a suggestion on who he could give that light to instead. And, you know, uh, Billy Barnes, he's always in the chat. He's always, uh, you know, supporting the show. He's the moderator of the chat for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, The Roven Reporter, (laughs) you know, he jumps in here and gives us news articles sometimes when he's been about on his travels, going to different events and when he's got news stories. You know, he's a good guy and he's a good part of the community. So Hashimoto was like, well, and, and also uh, Billy is still grown with HPS, you know, which, you know, nobody issues that since the 90s, right? Maybe maybe that's excessive, but, you know, they're, they're old lights now and everybody's on LED, but they're expensive to buy. So Billy couldn't get one. So now he has one. Hashimoto says, well, just uh, give it to Billy for us. So massively appreciated, man. Very cool of you, Hashimoto. And Billy massively appreciates it as well. And that should be with him sometime this week. And it just goes to show, you know, how nice it is over at Percy's Grove Room and, and how we have a nice community where everybody thinks about each other and we just all enjoy growing cannabis together. It's a fucking real nice place. And we have people like that who are willing to just give up huge prizes to members of the community. You know, it's a very nice place. If you haven't signed up to Percy's yet, make sure that you do go and get signed up. Yeah, it's yeah. a different place than you've ever been. I mean, that's really very supportive community we have we don't we don't mm. like to tear each other down we like to bring and build each other up mm-hmm. and i got some monkey beans in the post this week with uh some monkey pipes as well so we got monkey beans on on the u.s side and over on the uk side so we can get some more of those comps up and running and give out some of these monkey beans man everybody yeah, man, should be very excited a- that was a test to see if they would get through through the post and get over there. And since they got there, now now I know what now I know how and what to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a trick. Yeah, man. What else do we have? Uh, we made Mitsos member of the month, right? That was done. We, we did, got that yes. done this week. Yeah, um, he's been pitching in a lot and helping a lot of people with advice and information. So yeah, we thank you so much for that. And you are our member of the month at Versus. Thank you. Nice. That's about all the news, right? We got anything else to add, Monkey? You got anything? That's all I got right now. Yes, I think so. Yeah, it's everything. And there we go, everybody. That was this week's Cannabis News and Events. I forgot to mention at the end of the news there that we don't have a live stream next week. Monkey is away on holiday 
So we are taking the week off next Sunday, which means there won't be any cannabis news and events next week. There will be an interview instead. So there's still be episodes on Monday, Wednesday and Friday, but they will all be interviews instead. So it's not going to be a normal scheduled week, but after that, we'll be back to normal. So if you see any news articles in between then and now that you want us to report on the show, do feel free to send them to us and we'll cover it in a couple of weeks when we come back from the break. Just a quick shout out there. We have two interviews this week that are going to be epic and you can join us live for those interviews if you are a Patreon. You can head over to patreon.com slash Percy's Grow Room to sign up and get access to these interviews. And uh, on Tuesday's interview, we are going to be speaking to DJ Short, who is a legendary cannabis breeder. And we're also going to be speaking to Dr. Ethan Russo on Thursday. So there's going to be a couple of good interviews coming up this week. So join us if you are a patron. It'd be good to see you over there. But as usual, thank you for downloading and listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Cannabis News and Events. And it'll be good to see you over at Percy'sGrowRoom.com if you're not a member already. But anyway, I'll leave you to go and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks again for being here. And we'll catch you on the next one, which is Wednesday for the interview. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll see you then. Goodbye.